Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This. Well, we should testing? actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. I know I could treat you better mm. than he can. And any girl like you deserves up talk about you timmy oh Gentleman. really yo nice you i do why you're, you're wasting right. time and on your wasting david. crying if you could be with me instead you're right david i do deserve a gentleman damn right damn right probably not you whoa whoa someone with a better haircut uh, well my haircut's fine and okay dandy. that was uh that was a long pause before you finally came out with so i was looking at my i was looking at my haircut uh-huh oh man i enjoy singing though do you think i could be a singer no Thanks, Tim. No, you can't. Why can't Hardly I be a anyone singer? could. What, what, no, no, First of all, you don't have the voice. You don't have the voice. I have a great voice. You have a, you have a nice voice. I have a radio voice. This you have a radio voice. That doesn't mean you have a singing voice. I have a singing voice. Very few people have a singing voice. You've seen American Idol. You see all uh, those yeah, people I've who seen go American there. Idol. Only a couple people even just, get on the show. I, don't, don't, don't. It's hard to be a singer. Not everyone who's athletic can play in the NFL, right? Lots of people are athletic. <laughs> all right. Very few are athletic enough to be professional sportsmen. Uh, okay, let's, 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 you can't let's, be a singer. let's break this down. Let's break this down. Then. You let's, might let's be let's able... Break, okay. let's, play, let's break this down. Break it down. Could I be a singer by... Do I look good enough to be a singer? I don't know. Have I, have I dressed in better, a little bit better, maybe, nicer clothes? Maybe. Okay. You're pretty charismatic. There you go. I like that. Okay. You're charismatic. Let's, let's, you've got, let's keep this going. You've got something going. of a personality. Something of a something personality. Something of a personality. But you don't think my voice is good enough? No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? Like, even right. if you listen to some, you know, enemy of the show, Ed Sheeran. Um, I love that guy. Yeah, he's okay. He's got a better I'm, voice I'm than you. I'm going to play one of my own songs without All right, copyright let's hear infringement. Let's hear right. I need you to put the microphone where closer to my mouth. So that my could, microphone closer yeah. to your mouth. Well, my well, yeah, because I'm gonna have to be singing, and I, I can't, I can't do this without. Like really, like this. Like yeah, like yeah, like that. Here you go. Oh well, I see. All right, ladies and gentlemen, be prepared for a really bad song. So I, uh, I wrote this song actually uh, a long time ago, and this was during a time when um, I had an unrequited affection for an individual, and um, yeah, sorry about that, David. <laughs> I don't know. I just I think I think it related back to what we were talking about last week, Tim. Where I think sometimes in life, well, we just need suffering to be happy. And I think there's a sort of Nietzschean perspective of that. Without suffering, without experiential, you know, life, you know, we we can't emote in a way that's authentic and beautiful. So I wrote this song. And I don't know. I've just been in a really singing mood lately. I, I enjoy singing, and I think I could be a singer. I heard you married the pastor's son I heard your papa smiled when you said Daddy, he's the one Was I really all that bad? Never mind, it's in the past So I'll go and travel the world Searching for a girl like you I hope you know, I hope you see I'm all right. 
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. All right. David, I got to take you to school about that Nietzschean comment. I'll let you pick up your mic. Well, let's first comment comment on the fact that this was the first live performance of Of of, your life, of of, of my life on on a a podcast. Wow. Impressive. So, uh, I don't know. I think, I think, I I really have been in a music mood lately. I think because the weather's getting better. Mm. And I don't know. I always, I keep asking a couple people, like, could I have been a singer? And, you know, I think a lot of people are giving me the type of comments that you're making. Uh huh. And, you know, I just recently read an article hmm. that said your most honest friends care almost as much about you as most people would, even if they aren't being positive. Uh-huh. So the article goes is that one of your meanest quote-unquote friends who laid on the line do and say things to you that could be a little self-defeating uh-huh. because they actually care a lot about you. Mm. And I think, too, there, there, there is some reality to it. I mean, there was a study done in the university that said – uh, that you know, if if you're a procrastinator and your friends telling you you're probably not going to do well in this test, or you're not going to be able to pass, or etc. If you're not studying, yeah, those comments aren't out of most of the time out of out of like oh you you're a terrible person. They're uh-huh. saying because they're they're being empathetic yeah. and they realistic care about assessment you, for sure. And I think too, as a friend, like I mean, even when I asked you, do you think I'd be a sing- singer? I, I I want you to say, David, you're the best because I mean, you're not the best singer. Okay, the point is, I understand that, okay. and I think too because I'm emotionally um, healthy in the sense of I'm, I'm I'm okay with where I'm at with myself right now. Mm-hmm. I can take those comments in in varying degrees. Versus, I think when a lot of people hear that from a friend that they love and uh-huh. closely, they're dump. like, "Oh, he's so negative. He's yeah. against me." Yeah, right. And I think too, there's 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 a caveat to that too. I mean, let's be fair. Like, you can't always be that friend that says, "Well, are you sure that you want to do this?" Or blah blah blah. You blah. should sometimes, even when you think. Right. A venture is destined for failure. Sometimes you just have to support someone right. if they really want to do it. And that's the thing. I think. But don't quit your job and try to be a singer. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Tim. Okay. I, I pre- <laughs> what okay. if I quit my don't job do and do a podcast? Yeah. That would, okay. That would, that's that be... better. That's realistic. <laughs> and I, I think that's what's important too is, is 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 having people that are well balanced in that that are that you have to realize that they are in the corner for you. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like everything that you've ever done, Tim, I've been pretty positive about in the sense that I know you could do it. I think. I think you know. Introspectively putting it in there, I think you and I both have come to each other in times of need for advice. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, sometimes I didn't want to hear what you had to say to me. Uh-huh. And I guarantee you, I know sometimes you didn't believe anything that I have to say to you. Yeah. I think a lot of my guy friends um, come to me for advice about about women. A lot. You think so? I, think, I wouldn't say I think so. I mean, it's ta- it's come to me to that to that degree. Hmm. And. It's hard with that line because you're dealing with someone's ego, like uh-huh. especially when it comes to that aspect of their life. I'm not going to say like, "Look at me, look at me." I'm Dave. You know, I, I got this, I got that, whatever. Um, but I think it's a fair assessment to say that you know, out of all of our friends and our friend group, not that not that that's saying much. Yeah. Uh, that I think I was a little bit better um, with conversation with with the opposite sex. I, I think. guess so. I think you guess so. Yeah, probably. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I think when I tell my friends about like what. What you need to do to 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 if you're really interested in a person is I think sometimes it's hard for that advice to come off in a, in a way that's not judgmental. Like mm-hmm. an example I would always give is you know if you were a girl would you date and, and and you and you you were a girl of you know a certain you know factor like let's say he's really into this one girl who 
he in his head it's like she's an eight or something. Uh-huh. If you were that girl, would you, would you want to date you? Yeah, <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I mean. Like, let's be fair. Let's make that fair assessment. Yeah. You know what I mean. And I think, and that doesn't mean that it's not possible or it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I think you know if you're if you're willing to work on anything else in your life, career. Uh, passions, hobbies. Why not work on aspects of you that will make it interesting, more interesting? Like me, like for example, I enjoy working out. I'm uh-huh. not in any sort of you know want of of for any goal other than I want to I want to see what it looks like. I haven't really done that in mm-hmm. my lifetime. You know what I mean? Or if I work on playing my guitar, yeah. or this podcast, or uh-huh. or whatever. You know, and I think that's an aspect to be taken into consideration that when you ask a friend for advice, you know. Don't always take it as negatively. But if you're the friend giving the advice, yeah. come on, let's be fair. Let's oh, yeah. not totally crap always, on everyone's I- ideas okay. and dreams. You know I always I mean? call them how I see them. I know you do. I think you're positive to an extent, though. To an extent. I think, you, I think you're, you're, you're... But speaking of being negative, i got to take you to school on that Nietzsche comment. All right. Okay, but, you were saying that to, to produce good art or whatever, you have to suffer so that suffering makes the good things better. That was your idea, right? That's very Nietzschean. No, it's very anti-Nietzschean. No, it actually is very Nietzschean. Nietzschean, Nietzsche was against this idea, Nietzsche was against the idea that suffering has any level of virtue. That's not what I've read. I think you're thinking of someone else. I don't think so. Nietzsche had syphilis and hated most of his life. Yeah. He he got a professorship at age 24, but then got kicked out at age 34 because he was like a freak. And then Uh he moved to Switzerland because his syphilis was so bad, he couldn't Uh find any other disposition elsewhere. Yeah, his life sucked. So... Do you think a guy and he like knew, him, and he knew there was no what's the word? There was no upside to it. No, he didn't. He knew there was no upside he said, to it. No, what did he, he say? Said, well, he was actually pretty happy about certain things in his uh-huh. life. He recognized that his loneliness, both out of choice and some out of his control, uh, did bring about you know the ability for him to appreciate other things. Like for example, he said we have to try to relinquish ourselves from this idea of comfort. Uh-huh. Having discomfort lets us see on a more earthly level field that there are things that are very arduous. But once we we he did a lot of analogies about mountains because he climbed uh-huh. the mountains of the Swiss yeah. Alps, and he he would say like once you got to the well, peak that's of the challenging mountain, yourself. That's different from suffering. Have okay, you climbed, have, have you ever climbed? I've a never mountain? climbed a mountain. Have you ever never climbed a mountain? Have you ever climbed? No. Okay. It's I've a climb more ladders okay. than you have. Climb more stairs than you have, huh? I don't know. I don't have a fit. I bet I have. Him. I can't really calculate this. Yeah. No. The point I'm have. trying to make is that when you're climbing a mountain, it sucks. Uh-huh. It, I mean, actually, personally, climbing down a mountain's worse. Yeah. When I was climbing Mount Fuji in Japan when mm-hmm. I was 19, climbing that mountain was was arduous mm-hmm. but once you got to the peak you could see you could see the the the, the rice paddy fields you uh-huh. could see the small towns surrounding mount fuji and there was something painful in the getting there but at the same token there was something beautiful in the idea that that peak was reached and i think in a lot of times with that analogy that nietzsche had had proposed uh-huh. was you know it, it's going through discomfort in life is important because without being able to go and, stru- and having those arduous times, I don't think great achievements can be made. Another interesting fact, though, that he said that um, the best form of I'm, – I'm not quoting it word for word. It's just the, the premise is this. The best form of equity is mm. suffering, and that's when people feel on the same level playing field. And I feel mm. like – no, it's, think, think, about, think about it in a classist way. Actually, uh-huh. I, I took this in this sense. If someone is not feeling suffering and one party is feeling suffering, there's no equality there in the sense that there is an imbalance and nothing will change, right? Mm -hmm. But let's say a person who is 
well uh, was well to do, but is suffering at the hands of the same government as those who are not as well to do. Mm-hmm. There's an equal playing field of suffering there, and then from that context, they are equal, and they want to fight for something that's more equitable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I really do espouse the idea of taking away quote unquote some privileges that one may have, be mm-hmm. it if you're a white male or the bourgeoisie, and give it to those who do not have that same amount of privilege and putting them on the level playing field so that when the real struggle is to be accomplished you have more on your side willing to take on arms or not necessarily in a physical sense but in a political sense to allow a change of positivity that's more universal and i think that's what's important about the idea of that equality piece but also in the nietzschean perspective of suffering so i don't know i just thought that was interesting i'd have to look at these specific quotes in their context but the main current of nietzsche's philosophy was that Thinking that there's value in suffering is degenerate Christian morality. He didn't like Christians. I mean, not, not didn't like Christians. He didn't like Christianity in the sense. Um, I think I, I don't think. Here's the thing about Nietzsche. Everyone thinks he's normative, as in he's making value judgments. I don't think, I don't he think, he think he's making value judgment I judgments. I just think he's analyzing historical trends and thoughts and philosophy and morality well again and i and i think you know it's interesting too he never drank he hated drinking hmm. he said that um i don't i don't know if that was nietzsche who said that alcohol was the um the opiate of society or something uh-huh. of that nature like the it, it, it was making people degenerative and making them stupid he Could even be. argued that because he doesn't want you to drink is because you're, you're you're quelling suffering for short periods of time and not truly internalizing it he even said that even having a Great deals of anxiety, because I know that's a plague in our society today. Uh-huh. A lot of people have a lot of anxiety disorders. Mm-hmm. But saying, but understanding that, looking at it in a positive way, one's anxiety is a window for you to have an opportunity to see that there is something wrong in your life right now mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed and fixed. It's an indicator that our body is giving us that there's something off balance. And Nietzsche's perspective, he was saying that it's important for us to be mindful of those things in our life and not to try to numb them through alcohol or drug or or what have you so that we can fully, more formally address the needs we have to be more well-rounded, more well-rounded balanced, and happy. Mm. So, I don't know. I just, again, I'm much more pessimistic than that what do you mean i think you know people who's who generally lead successful fulfilling lives i don't think they suffered very much at all and i think most people who suffer throughout their lives there's not really any payoff their life just sucks and that's how it is i'd have to disagree i mean as much as i like no, the bag on the bourgeoisie getting I'm, things I'm positive them on the silver that. platter exactly. you know and i enjoy doing that quite thoroughly mind like, you. what sort of suffering has donald trump ever endured in his life i don't know it none know. i don't know the guy i don't know i mean he's probably i know him well enough yeah, okay well fair enough what suffering has mark zuckerberg ever endured uh I again don't know him well another enough. big enemy of the show. Well, <laughs> well, I'm saying actually, interesting enough, he I think Mark just did. Um, Mark, oh, 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 Mark, <laughs> what did Mark do, David? Please tell me what Mark recently did. Oh boy, can't wait to hear about your buddy Mark. I think he, he um, uh, I think there was this new, uh, there was a news, there was a news article that I read that said something about he was he was more espousing the idea that um, uh, of equality or something of that nature. Oh uh, yeah, that, yeah, but, yeah. He was advocating for a um, universal income. Yeah, that that's what. So I, that everyone has right. the ability to go off and do whatever. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's I think fair. You think that's fair. I think that's that's the way it should be. I know yeah. a lot of like non like. Um, 
lot of people who believe that America is a meritocracy. And no, it's only, not at all. And only in your own ability has has the has have you be able to be able to be successful. No, See, it's totally because America, nonsense. Timothy, yes, is David? a meritocracy mm. where if you're a white strapping straight male in an upper middle class society, you'll be able to achieve anything. Okay. And if you're not those things, you deserve to die regardless. Well, I don't buy really this whole white privilege thing. You know well, that. Know you, you know I don't buy it at well, all. Well, class not, privilege. We're not. We're not going to get into that today. I don't think. I think that that'll be a whole different podcast. But I will say this: people who believe in the idea that you can get whatever you want by just that's working definitely hard not true. Is BS. Yeah. You. I, I think it's harder to get what you want mm-hmm. by not working hard. I think it's easier to get what you want when you are working hard. But I think there's a varying degree of other factors that contribute to the possible success rate of it. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, okay, you, you are able to do anything. Theoretically. Probability. Mm. No. Theoretically, okay. you can uh, do you literally so. almost anything. Okay. 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 The probability of you doing that is much less. Yeah. Okay? And that uh-huh. probability increases of it being successful, whatever that mm-hmm. may be, goes higher when you have certain factors for you. Being of a certain race, I would argue, would possibly play into this. Mm-hmm. Having been born into a certain socioeconomic status would also be played part of this. Who your father's last name was, I believe, also has a part to play in this as well. However, I don't discount the fact that people have to have had some sort of suffering in their life to have been able to have even to be, to experience such things. It's it's just foolish to me to think that that's even the even men of great wealth and success haven't had some sort of failure or this. Yeah, uh, everyone has some suffering. Everyone stubs sure. their toe sometimes. Everyone goes to the grocery store and their favorite box of we, oatmeal mints isn't in, oatmeal in stock. Mints. Oatmeal, oatmeal mints. Oatmeal mints. Yeah, but it's all it's normally such suffering is very trivial like that. I don't know. I think suffering in and of itself is just based upon what one feels as if it's pain. Like for a child, a box of crayons oh, yeah, being everything's broken subjective. is 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 a catastrophe versus an adult, someone just ding my freaking car because pe- people who drive trucks are morons and don't know how to open their doors in parking lots and they leave dings on my Honda Civic and you don't know how to leave a letter saying sorry at least Wow, anti-truck rhetoric. This I is just, getting I too hate controversial. People that drive trucks and they're obnoxious jackasses. Oh like I'm so, I don't even like the idea of having trucks in America. Like it's wow. so inefficient. Well, we're gonna go back on a on a car. I don't like cars. Again. Okay. Okay. I just just the idea that a truck is what you would need in, in in a suburban town. Like why would you need a truck? A lot of people need trucks. What if they're construction That's workers? Different. That's different. What if job. they're movers? That's their job. I'm well, just some saying- people have jobs out there, David. They don't just sit in air conditioned offices all day. I'm not saying that the trucks don't have a purpose. I'm just saying the jack of all idiots. Just <laughs> I just hate people that are. Anyway, not speaking of equality and all this stuff, the, uh, all this stuff, right? The British elections did indeed happen on Thursday. Did you pay like, attention at all? No, absolutely. I, you couldn't even tell me what. Happen. I don't even care. Okay, so anyway, you, so you can continue. All right, so I any, think some of our viewers do care. Actually, they better care. So anyway, as I said, I believed that. Well, the deal was Theresa May called the election the conservatives because the media was down on Jeremy Corbyn. He had very low approval ratings because the media, one of your favorite words that doesn't exist, lambasted him all the time. Lambasted. Doesn't exist. Anyway, lambasted. so lambasted exists, yeah, but lambasted you always say exists. lambasted. <laughs> anyway. So, as it turns out, I throughout a lot the, of words that don't make throughout sense like sometimes. the two weeks of the elections, George the, um, Bush, yeah, George Bush, the tide turned significantly, and you know what, labor, uh, labor made huge gains. Conservatives mm-hmm. lost a lot of seats. Hmm. You know what, the one thing that kept labor from being able to form a government is what? Scotland. 
because Scotland has the Scottish National Party. Yeah, yeah. They always yeah. collaborate with the yep. Labour Party. Yep. But this year, even though everywhere else in the country swung away from conservatives towards Labour, Scotland swung away from the um, SNP, Scottish National Party, and towards the conservatives. Hmm. So if that didn't happen, Labour would have been able to form a coalition government. But as it exists, the conservatives just have a very narrow government teaming up with a very, very small, relatively insignificant party from Northern Ireland. So it's all because of the Scots and the Irishmen <laughs> that this happened. Not surprised. We should kick them out. That's just... I, I, I mean... So what's next? What's going to happen? Are they, they're still doing the Brexit uh, got, stuff? Yeah, they're still doing Brexit officially. Um, the government has no legitimacy. Everyone's saying, how can we get them to call a new election? Mm -hmm. Obviously, it, it takes the current government to call an election. Yeah, yeah. But if labor, since they're in a much better position, right. and if public discontent against the... Ver like, the government now has no legitimacy. Mm -hmm. If public discontent against them and labor's stronger position allows them to be more obstructionist yeah. in the government, yeah. maybe they can force their hand for a new election. Hmm. In which case, labor would have a strong chance of actually winning, and Jeremy Corbyn would be the prime minister, which is like Bernie Sanders having become the president that of the United States. That would be amazing. Yeah. <sighs> Bernie, the one that got away. Yeah, it's all, um, all the Democrats' fault. Yeah, no, it is. I, I agree. Well, we, I mean, you we know discussed what? this at length last, yeah. last Hillary won fair and square. It's the Democrat voters' fault. They have no one really to blame but themselves. Well, I don't know if it was fair and square. What what what, what politics truly is fair? Yeah, and Democrat. you know what? There's there's not really any other figure in American politics like Bernie Sanders. No, there isn't. I mean, like I'm there's not, Elizabeth Warren, uh, but I don't. I don't <sighs> she, you know what's? I don't think she during that election up, cycle. Yeah. Honestly, during that election cycle, I just found it so <laughs> funny. All right, so. Uh, during the 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 general election debates, right? Uh -huh. You had you had um, you had Donald Trump and versus uh -huh. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and then the Green Party with Jill Stein. Jill Stein was also airing her like political debate while it was going on. Uh -huh. So you had these two people in a completely different location having a debate, uh, yeah. and then there's Jill Stein on a podium in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and she's like pretending she's there, like shaking her head like, no, no. And then she would like these, make these sort of small quips, pretending uh, really? she was actually part of the debate. I and didn't it's, like, see that. It Sounds was weirder. the most awkward, weird, awful thing I've ever seen. It's yeah. like, who in the right freaking mind would think take this at all seriously? It's like a child who was like ostracized of the kickball team, <laughs> going into the school lounge and playing foosball alone, pretending yeah. they were part of the <laughs> team going play for play in a game that they weren't even allowed to be part of. Wow. Uh, Jill, you are the misfit of elementary school. As, as the, I'm sorry. I just felt it was just, just you know, it's just, ugh, Bill, uh, Bernie Sanders didn't do that. He was off probably doing something worthwhile, like, you probably. know, making legislation to help people instead of like making profit gains. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. So that's America for you. Yeah. Well, speaking of, you know, things outside the country, hmm. um, I just recently read an article on my one of my go-to article places that I read. What's that? You know where I read my articles from. Oh, your favorite, the BBC. The BBC. I know you love the BBC. I will say this. You can't get enough. I will say this, everyone. If you have a smartphone uh, of any sort that... Don't Google BBC. <laughs> uh, they have a... BBC has a really good... 
uh, news app. Mind you, we're not being sponsored by any of these individuals. No, who's, definitely honestly, not. No, we're not. And I, I would love to. BBC is a great uh, agency. Uh, but I, I, I will say this. Most of the time, the things that we advocate for here in this podcast are what we actually use. So if mm-hmm. you like just you know being on top of the main events that are going on in the world but, and would like to look into it but not have like a whole big analysis on it, BBC really does a good job. Anyways, there's this article that came out about, uh, I don't know, a couple days ago, and it's about a man who is from Cambodia. Hmm. It's a very impoverished country, I think. Yes. I think there's, uh, I think annual income is like around $3,000. Yeah, something, something like something that. Something just, just, yeah. just crazy. Uh, so this is a man from Cambodia, lives in the outskirts, in the, in, in, in the farmer rural area, uh-huh. who has been trying to build a plane purely based off of YouTube videos. Hmm. So the story goes is that he's always been interested in planes, and it's actually really funny in a sense because the way they started the article was there was an interview with him where <laughs> he was explaining how this whole idea started. Uh-huh. And the premise was this. So I'm not, this is like my summarization of his dialogue. Please don't quote me on any of these things. So I'm pretending I'm the fella. So it was late at night, and I couldn't sleep very well. Hmm. So I went to the computer and turned... Turned on YouTube, and I was watching all these different types of videos on the internet <laughs> okay. late at night because okay. <laughs> I couldn't go to bed. And normally, then, normally when someone does that, they're not looking at airplanes. And then I found the pic- then I found all these videos <laughs> of airplanes, and I was I was hooked. And I every night after that, I kept on looking at airplane videos. Anyways, all jokes all jokes aside, he he found an interest through the internet, which again, uh-huh. as I said. It's not necessarily the, the social media or what have you that's the problem. It's it's the messages being portrayed. There are good things about social media from a couple past podcasts ago. Mm-hmm. But so he got really interested in it. He researched it and then he secretly was building an airplane. Mm. Now he didn't tell anybody because everyone would think he's crazy. Yeah. Okay. And he eventually built one, I think a couple years ago, but it didn't fly. And mm. he was distraught. Like his whole village came out to watch and they were Aww. all laughing at him. It was Aww, some pretty so some pretty crazy stuff. Now he's gonna have his revenge. So well now he's making another airplane. Uh-huh. So the news article said that he is on to building another plane, another project, and it costs around ten thousand dollars. He's Where's all- he getting this money? He's uh, in Cambodia. Well he's a he's a mechanic, supposedly. Hmm. And he's like halfway through there, you know, and he's been working really hard on it. And his wife's worried about, you know, the, the, the safety factors behind it all. But I don't know. I just started reading it. And I just started, again, like when I read these type of articles, you know, one would wonder, why, do, why are they there? Why, why is this reporter reporting this? You know, mm-hmm. I think it's impressive in the sense of the context of the situation. But I think there's another aspect of these type of articles that we have to internalize as well. Given the fact that we live in first world countries and given the fact that we have much different means of ability to be able to achieve our dreams, mm-hmm. that we must also look at others and see what they are doing in their own stripes and their own social, you know, accomplishments that they're trying to take place in. And I think it's a good example for all of us to, to, to realize that change or our accomplishments do not happen overnight. Mm-hmm. I think... I think we live in a in, in a society, you know. I personally believe this: that failure doesn't exist in the uh-huh. in, in the in the dialogue or the narrative of a person. It's mm-hmm. almost as like we are trying to forget that people fail, and then I agree with that. And yes, I, and you're I, right. And I feel like that in in our society, failure is always viewed as temporary and always inextricably leading to a later success. Right, and, and well, and, and which we, is not true. Go well, on. It's here's the thing: the where I'm going with this with this Timmy is that. Failure is least is looked at as a 
as 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 a detriment to a person's character rather than a building block for the next step. I that's oh. how I think of it. Because Oh, I was thinking something else, but go ahead. It's all right. No, no, no. Because again, we talked about this about the Facebook phenomena where mm-hmm. one does not say didn't get the job or oh, I lost my house again or uh-huh. no one talks about those things as I mean some people do post that sort well, of thing. Well, increasingly people do to get sympathy. Yes, right. And there's no question about it. It's fishing for compliments or fishing for sympathy. I think there's a place for that, but I I I, I do think that most of the time when you see old friends, you don't really say, oh, yeah, I worked on a couple things and it didn't work out at all. You know, here's mm. this, here's this. It's usually that one thing you did well in. It's like, yeah, I accomplished this. Mm-hmm. My life is doing great. And I think, too, that's a problem in the sense that it's not real. Like, I think people need to recognize that there are, you know, times in which we're just not going to be successful and we need to yeah. go forward with it, you uh-huh. know. And I think as friends, like, again, with the whole idea of what we talked about at the beginning of the article is, you know, I think it's fair for a friend to say to somebody, you know, the the foibles of 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 their of their Ooh, of foibles their, like that word, yeah. like that? the foibles of their cared uh, friend or, or or significant other, and saying, you know, there's things that I think that you need to work on, or at least for a friend saying, you know, I don't know if this is the best step for you, maybe you should be studying more, etc. You know, because the, they're trying to be empathetic and look, leading towards having to help somebody rather than being a mean person. Mm-hmm. But the same token, though, I, I think too, I think when a thing doesn't do well a person shouldn't grind someone in the ground and saying you're terrible at this or terrible at that look at it as a stepping stone i think is really what it comes down to so when i read the article i just kind of said to myself you know i think there this is a good example of human uh ambition you know mm-hmm. of, 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 of accomplishment of wanting to do something against all odds and i think i think too often we get frustrated with the negatives in our lives and we don't really realize that, you know, there. this is just one step in the direction in which you want to go into. Uh, so, I don't know. I just, I, I really like the article. I, I, I definitely, definitely think people should check it out. It's, it's pretty inspiring in its, in its, in its own right. Um, you know, it's interesting too. I was actually re-watching Schindler's List. I know this is kind of off topic, but that's what we do. Hmm. Have you ever watched Schindler's List before? No, I have not. You know what Schindler's List is? I know it. I know it. So, you, so listeners, Schindler's List is a story about uh, a fella named uh, Schindler, Oscar Schindler. Oh, okay, Schindler. Uh, I think he was Hungarian, actually. Um, but he was a an, uh, uh, and he loses his grocery list and wild hijinks ensue. <laughs> No. Oh, really? So, oh, okay. uh, I'm was, thinking about the wrong Schindler's He was a war then. profiteer. Oh, and okay. So long story short, eventually he lost all his wealth because he purposefully bought, quote-unquote, individuals who were interned during the Holocaust who were Jewish um, and had him work in his factory, quote-unquote, that, uh, in a sense, was saving their lives. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very, very, very beautiful story in the sense that it shows how one person can make a big difference and how it takes only a few good people to stand up against a great evil mm-hmm. to change the course of events. And I think, too, that's another lesson to be learned from from that, not only just being able to do great things, is that you know bad things happen when good people don't do anything. I think mm-hmm. that's also an aspect to be understood, that we must, as you know, especially with the, like, the topics of the Holocaust, so there's a lot of things that could have been stopped, right? Uh-huh. If, if only... You know, certain people stepped up to the plate. I, I, I don't know, but anyways, great movie in a sense, cinematography, cinematography, cinematography. Excuse me, great cinematography, and just in general, it was. I, I actually, I don't know. I just mainly watched it as well. With that, I want to take this into a different direction. Hmm. So, you know, listeners, originally this podcast was made more or less for me and Tim to bitch about things that we don't like, hmm. and I think you know this podcast has evolved into just Tim and I talking about the things that we like to talk talking about, and part of that is actually talking about things that annoy us to know 
end. Yeah. So today I want to discuss something that has been bothering me for a little bit. What's this? What's and, this? And that's the post office. David, if you're about to impugn on the post office, we're going to have major problems. Well, you know what, Tim? I, I love the post office. <laughs> All right. What do you love about the post office? Everything. I love the lines. I love the packaging. I love that you have to pay for it. I love that they're relatively conveniently located. But tell me what apparently you, you unpatriotic person, All don't right. like about them. You know what else I like about the post what office? Do you like? What else? Ben Franklin's official official position in the government was what? Head of post- Postmaster General. Yeah, that's true. So you hate Ben Franklin. No, I don't hate Ben Franklin. Take that, take that back, my I'm not going to take it back. I challenge you to a duel. All right. Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Yu-Gi-Oh! It's time to duel! All right. Post office. What I about it? I love Yu-Gi-Oh cards, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. All right. So, um, Harpy's Ladies is my best deck. I, I love... A, I had a burn deck. No, I know you had a burn deck. My so. burn deck wiped the floor. No, no. My Harpy... Your Harpies. My Harpy Lady sisters were the best. I loved having my whole deck filled with female characters that mm. knew how to fight. Like, if my whole life was like that, like, I just have, like, a... a, a like a gang. What, being beat up by women? That's that's what you. No, that's not life? what I'm. I'm just I'm just saying. I wished Yu-Gi-Oh was real, and I had like Harpy ladies like cards. You know what? Uh, Muammar Gaddafi had a personal bodyguard of like. Oh yeah, yeah. Martial arts women. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing about that story actually. And then Hillary killed him. Was it Hillary or was it a? Uh... Yeah, it was Hillary. It was Hillary. Yeah, it was Hillary. <laughs> it was Hillary. Great job, right. Hillary. I know you. And hate what me. happened now? Libya has a thriving slave market. I hate. Libya is like it's like the center of the world for like slave trading and people smuggling. We should smuggling. have never. I mean, no, Gaddafi no, we should have was never a piece done. of garbage. They're but... all pieces of garbage. <laughs> I mean, the autocrats. A lot of them are pieces of garbage. <laughs> Saddam was a piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah. What happened when he got out? It got a million times worse. Yeah. Gaddafi was a piece of garbage. What happened when we took him out? It got a million times worse. Yeah, right. Bashar right. al-Assad's a piece of garbage. What's gonna happen if we take him out? It's yeah, gonna get a million yeah, times yeah, worse. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, that's it's kind of. I know that people don't agree with that political philosophy especially when it comes to the the visionary governments that we had during the 1980s for latin america yeah uh where we supported uh well we supported all their dictators dictators. we'll support we'll support the dictators when they're you know bowing to us right but when they get any independence of mind we're you know the good guys and we have to create utopia right right yeah it's it's it is crazy i just yeah I like Benjamin Franklin. Shut up, Tim. Okay. And here the post office. So, all right. So, I live in a suburb, and I would expect, I would expect, mm. and I'm getting a little, little toasty right now. I see Like, it. you know, a little toasty I here. I see it. I would expect a certain- You're buttering it and everything, uh, man. I, I see it. It's Quaker Road style. So, I would expect, with, I would, uh, uh, the amount of money I pay in taxes to be in certain areas, okay? Uh-huh. I would get a certain level of service, okay? okay. Why is it, though, that the post office- and by post office, I mean the United States post office uh-huh. is so inefficient, so just terrible, and just just god awful. So I wanted to get a package, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know you're. And I know you often. I do. wanted to make sure that it arrived at a certain time. Uh-huh. It did not. I paid extra for it, and oh, it did boy. not. Okay. And they said that nobody was home. The access was not available. So I had to wind up going to the post office. Now, I thought it was going to be my post office in town. Yeah. The one that I live in a suburb. I live in a place in Westchester where I want to walk to everything. Uh-huh. But no. No. Where would you have to go? I had to drive. <sighs> God for 
bid yeah. to get my stupid package that they couldn't deliver properly. Boy, okay. Wow. I would expect this in places like, I don't know, Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Love the city, but I can assume how annoying it would be to have a package dropped up in your front door and then having someone steal it, and that's yeah. why they don't give you the package unless you're there. Uh-huh. I live in Westchester, for God's sake. Well, you got these marauding students going around and doing Godboards. And they're in there. Yeah, well, yeah. What's with those longboard things? Yeah, I, I don't like them. I don't. I don't like. You can't anything. even do tricks with them. You okay. Do. Why are you in the road? Get on the sidewalk. Uh-huh. I don't want. To, I'm trying to drive my car. Stop driving the opposite way on your on your transportation vehicle thingy. See, these are the people who are going to steal your packages. I, I, I doubt that they would. But anyway, how far do you have to drive? I, to five minutes. Oh no, that's five oh. minutes. I shouldn't have to drive hmm. ever. I should. Yeah, I paid for a service for you to deliver a package, and you couldn't do it. You imbecile. You know what an interesting um, policy proposal that's often brought up by left-wing figures is? What? Creating, um, well, turning post offices so that they also um, offer checking accounts. Because there's one everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. The U.S. government already manages, like, the liquidity of uh, the banking system. They're the ones who send the money to the banks when they need it, basically, Right. right? So they have a physical location. It's set up so that, like, we guarantee that wherever you are, you can get close to a post office. Since you have that physical location everywhere, just allow simple banking services so that people can have a bank account for those who don't. And people don't have to use those, you know, high-fee prepaid debit Right, cards. right. Well, isn't it in a sense then the, the government is the bank then? Yeah, it? the government's already the bank. That's where the money comes from. I guess, well, well, yeah, it's all it's all screwed up. Everything's screwed up. I don't know. I just got annoyed. I think I think I, I, I want a certain level I of... I feel like the post office, I've never had trouble. Um, Ugh. They're cheap. They're, that's the only thing going Deliveries on. seem to be timely. I mean, you've had this one experience out of how many times in your life? Couple. 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 I much prefer when companies deliver things with FedEx and UPS, honestly. Really? Yeah, Why because, is that? Because I'll just leave them in the door? Yeah. Like, they don't give a crap. All right. Well, the government it. obviously cares about you no, and wants the your government stuff to be safe. No, because the government knows that, that I, I don't know, they're probably going to lose money. It's all about f- efficacy. and I, I don't know. All I can say is it's a pain in the butt. I'm yeah. Not, you know, and I just, I'm just aware of it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was my little, you know sidelined idea of me being annoyed about something today. But you know what I'm not annoyed about? What aren't you annoyed about, David? This is our 10th episode. episode. And it's very fitting that we finally brought up our favorite topic of flying. (laughs) Plans. We don't... I'm hearing... Like, my... You know, Facebook messages and Twitter messages and right, everything. Right, right. They're blowing up. Yeah. The people, they're all saying the same thing. What are they saying? What do you think they're saying? More, more planes, more flying, more <laughs> flights. That's what we want to hear about. They're all saying it. So, for our so t- today we gave the people what they want. We didn't talk about flying. Yeah, we talked about the plane. The plane. Oh, yeah. The we Cambodian about plane. plane today. <laughs> High five. I don't even know where we're at. Ladies and gentlemen. That's right. We did talk about planes. I love planes. Um, so as our 10th episode, Tim and I had decided that we want to give away a $10 gift card oh, yeah. to an indiscriminate... Uh, indiscriminate? I don't know. We're giving okay. out a $10 gift card. To somewhere. To somewhere, to someone. And that $10 gift card will be given to the person who is selected 
uh, off of our Facebook wall who writes a comment on yes. our Facebook wall. Our uh-huh. Facebook wall is uh, the Tim and Dave Show podcast. Send us a message on our Facebook wall that says why you love the Tim and Dave Show podcast. You know what? Even if you hate it, say that. Yeah. Why? Just may, just say anything. Anything. Well, not anything. Tell me why you love it or hate it. Okay. Uh, but, and then share it on your Facebook wall. And then out of all those who've written on the wall of our Facebook uh, uh, channel, uh, we will then uh, Ooh, select what we should do next week. We should well then select one of those individuals, and then they will win the ten dollars gift card. Public to, drawing. Yeah. What? What do you mean? Like a that's lot. what we do next week. Like that's what? how we figure out who wins. We write the names on paper, put them in a bowl, and pick out one. Yeah, that's what I just said. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so we'll be selecting at random anybody who writes on our wall about why they like listening to the Tim and Dave show, and you'll be getting a ten dollars gift card because it's our tenth episode. Hey, like what we did there. Like what we do. did there. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's a big deal. I'm happy that we're able to do these podcasts. Uh, and now that the summer has rolled around and our t- free time is becoming more accessible, there's a lot more changes coming up to that's the right. podcast. Uh, we're excited about it, and uh, stay tuned for some new, uh, you know, ideas that we're going to be doing for the podcast. You got it. Uh, so Tim, thank you so much for coming over this week and uh, discussing all the wonderful things that we normally talk about. Oh yeah. Uh, everybody, please go on our Facebook page and t- for the Tim and Dave Show podcast. And again, as the sweepstakes goes, a $10 gift card for someone who writes why they love or hate our, our podcast, and we'll select at random. Uh, please also uh, like or subscribe to our Facebook page. Uh, we also have a Patreon. A Patreon for uh, supporting us would be the Tim and Dave Show podcast. Uh, we have a varying levels of prizes given to those who, depending on what they donate. So please... Uh, uh, Donate. Uh, we also have our iTunes channel and our Google Play channel. Uh, please subscribe and download as many of the videos you can. Uh, and at the very, very least, Tim, what should they do? What? Are you with me? The very least what? They should tell a friend about our podcast. Oh, yo, yo, the very, very least. Thank you, Tim. And I mean, I'm glad I have a supportive party David member didn't here. say this. He, he forgot, so I'm going to bring it up. Uh-huh. The very, very least uh-huh. you should do is tell a friend about the podcast. Thanks, Tim. And any way you can. Anyway. Like, what? write it, like, on bathroom stalls. Just start writing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. I'll I think that's what that. you should do. Okay, Tim. Well, that's where I found your phone number. That's how we met. <laughs> uh, well, everyone, thank you all for listening. This is Tim. And this is Dave. And this is the Tim and Dave Show. Take care, everyone. The, the bathroom stall, Tim? That's not how we met. I don't, I don't recall that. I think, Yo, I think, well, it, was, I think it was a... It was a long night. It was a long night. No, you, <laughs> might, you might have forgotten. <laughs>